0: You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today and that we hope you check us out online at Tahlequahumc.org. Good morning. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 45 through 46. We're moving right along with our sermon series titled, Short Stories by Jesus, written by A.J. Levine. Now, would you please pray with me? Most gracious God, we just come to you this morning thankful for this opportunity, opportunity to be together. Thankful to be in your presence. Thankful, God, for the many many members and many church people, many people that are out there watching listening, waiting to hear your word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart give you the honor and you the glory. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, the Bible reading is the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 45 and 46 hear these words again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls when he found one very precious pearl he went and sold all that he owned and bought it this is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord thanks be to God so this is a story about a merchant and a pearl. Levine says in her book that this parable is typically read as a Christian allegory of discipleship, and the focus is on the person who chooses to seek the kingdom. This belief truly fits into the normal Christian view, but what we are leaving out or behind is what did this parable mean to its original audience in its context. What about what the people thought of that day? For a few minutes, I want you to bear with me and resist the immediate move to the story with our current Christian discipleship. What is the merchant and the pearl saying to us about social roles and objects of value? Levine describes that realizing that once the merchant obtains the pearl of utmost value, he's no longer a merchant. So what's he going to do? What's his story? Where will he be at? We might discover a challenge to our own identity. We just might come to realize what is most important for ourselves as well as for our neighbors, So, going along with a story, I wanted to tell you one about a dish. You see, there's a dish that's 18 inches in diameter made of sterling silver. Around the rim appears the goddess Minerva, with symbols for the liberal arts, arithmetic, astrology, geometry, grammar, music, rhetoric. There's nothing on the dish about tennis at all which is strange given the fact that it's the trophy awarded to the ladies' single champion at Wimbledon, the tennis tournament, tournament, which was supposed to begin, by the way, tomorrow, but it's canceled because of COVID-19. It's called the Venus Rosewater Dish. That's what the trophy is called, and that is what is amazing about Venus part was, that was long before name, before Venus Williams won it three times. The dish was made in 1864 and has been awarded to the singles champ since 1886. The winners get to hold the dish, but they don't get to keep it. The original stays in the Wimbledon Lawn Tennis Museum, and the winner gets an eight-inch replica and prize money approximately roughly around $2.9 million. So it's not a bad consolation prize. Now, if you were to run across this dish In an art gallery, you might say, huh, it looks like something that should be propped up in my grandmother's china cabinet. But if you're a tennis player, the dish is a precious, precious treasure, a holy grail, a pearl of great value. Players from around the world push themselves to their physical and mental limits, training, practicing, focusing, competing, hoping, hoping to be able to play at Wimbledon, the most prestigious tennis tournament in the world. And all the way, they are dreaming of the Venus rosewater dish. That's their story. That's their pearl. That's their goal. Levine offers up the idea that looking at the kingdom to which the merchant and the pearl are compared into a commodity or an obsession, she says, For some readers, the kingdom, like the pearl, can be bought, usually through sacrifice. This makes the kingdom a commodity. Others concentrate on the seeking and make the pearl, and so the kingdom is an obsession. You see, the kingdom is not the pearl, and it is not the merchant. The kingdom is what comes after. It is like in the scripture. The kingdom is like a merchant who seeks pearls and who, upon finding what he was, not expecting the greatest of the greats, makes every effort to attain it. So what I'm saying is to commodify the kingdom is to dismiss the significance of an individual's ultimate concerns. It's dismissing your ultimate concerns. So for a few moments today, I want you to ponder, what are your pearls? What are your ultimate concerns? What makes your story? About 19 years ago, my son Christian was born on a very cold February morning. He was born a month early and was rushed right out of the Tahlequah City Hospital into an ambulance and whisked away to the Children's Hospital in Tulsa. His lungs were not fully developed, and he was having a terribly hard time breathing. He couldn't breathe on his own. And, of course, I stayed in Tahlequah Hospital for the night, and my husband, Duffy, went on ahead and stayed with our son. He slept in a chair outside the NICU window. The next month was a whirlwind. We stayed at the Ronald McDonald House right next door to the Children's Hospital, and I set my alarm every two hours throughout the night to pump breast milk and then go over and try to feed my little baby. He was on all types of monitors. It was a trying time, physically, mentally, and financially. And One evening, in the lobby outside the NICU window, I was standing there looking at the baby, looking at my little son, so helpless, And and Duffy, my husband, came up behind and was standing there with me, and I said, I was just sharing some of my concerns, and ultimately the financial concerns of the hospital bills stacking up. And I will never forget what he said at that moment. He leaned into me and he said, if tomorrow we have to walk out of here with nothing but our clothes on our backs, and carrying our children, I believe I have won. That is my husband's pearl, his family. That is his purpose. That is his story. Can we measure what is of ultimate concern or value in our own lives? Deeper than that, are we willing to step aside from all we have to obtain what we want? Levine was teaching or facilitating a divinity course at Riverbend Maximum Security Prison. It's where Tennessee's death row lives. Her class consisted of 12 Riverbend inmates and 12 Vanderbilt students. They studied the Gospel of Matthew. It seemed appropriate since Matthew contains the parable of the sheep and the goats, which talks about visiting people in prison. And when discussing this particular parable about the merchant and the pearl, Levine asked them, what is your pearl of supreme value? Levine tells about one student in the graduate department of religion. She spoke up amongst them. She mentioned the the doctoral degree as her pearl. The desire for a Ph.D. was for her irritant of sorts. She had already earned a Master's of Divinity and had planned to directly go for the PhD in New Testament. But life intervened. She married a pastor, had children, and served as a minister's wife. She continued her education whenever she could, seeking pearls on Amazon, the History Channel, and some online courses. Her husband discouraged her. He already had a doctorate of ministry and felt that one doctor in the family was sufficient. She persevered. Seeking more information, she came across the website of Vanderbilt's Graduate Department of Religion and decided to apply. Not only was she accepted, she was awarded funding. For various and very good reasons, entering the program coincided with the end of her marriage. That night, she explained, I never expected to find myself here. But when the graduate school offer came, I did what I needed to do to accept it. I gave up my home and my status as minister's wife. I took out loans. I took back my original name. I do not know what will happen at the end of this program, but that does not matter. I am doing what is right for me. I have my pearl. I think most of us would not have had the courage to change our lives, our identities for the sake of what we most want. She completely redefined herself. She redefined her identity. She was making her story. One of the Riverbend inmate students answered the question with one word, freedom. Levine said that this student realized what he wanted, freedom only, when he realized he did not have it. He realized he wanted freedom and what had obtained it. He intended to, to break the cycle of crime and incarceration if he could just obtain it. With his sentence flattened or pardoned, granted, he is no longer the insider or the criminal, he said, but the free man who needs to form his own identity. Another River Bend inmate student said, another one word, safety. He would give all he has to guarantee that he would not be knifed in the cafeteria line or attacked in the shower. These are their stories. A third student inmate said that he lost all that he had when he came into prison. His property, his clothing, even his identity, he was turned into just a number. And especially, he said, I lost all dig- dignity. He wasn't sure what his pearl was anymore. He would have to rebuild layer by tearful layer to construct something that was really important to him. He really didn't know what would be of value to him. He didn't have a pearl, he just existed. So he's not even sure he has a story. As I was reading these students' replies, I thought that I take for granted my freedom. I take for granted my safety, my identity of who I am. I take for granted of my story. So where is our focus, our sacrifice, our passion and purpose? What is your Venus rosewater dish? Where does it lead to? Where is it going? If we can pinpoint our pearl of great price, what does that identification say about us? For some people, the pearl is justice, compassion, family, or health. For others, however, it is money, beauty, fame, or power. How do we want to be known? How do we want our story told to those around us? Is your pearl leading you to the kingdom? Is your story leading our neighbors to the kingdom? Or is your story leading them away from it? Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Jan Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the message and that we hope that you come and check us out at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and we hope you have a blessed week.